It's time for another holiday hot mess episode of Keeping the Yuletide Gay with Gason. So get ready to help us search for those three French hens in our Christmas closet. Welcome to another episode of Keeping the Old Tide Gay with Jason, or as my friends just call me, Jason. You can call me either one. It's okay. Welcome to the show, or welcome back if, if you are a previous listener. First off, happy Leon Day, everybody. And, of course, happy Pride Month. We celebrate Pride Month like crazy here uh, on Keeping the Old Tide Gay, as well as on my other podcast, Gabbing with Gason. You know, in this episode, we're going to be talking about a special Christmas truck. Mrs. Claus has a new guest who's coming on to help her make a chili cocktail. Ned's cousin. Yeah, Ned's cousin is here with a new gift suggestion. And we will see if the cartoon short Snow Foolin' is a classic or not so classic Christmas special. And just a little reminder, our show is not for younger listeners because we do use some language and discuss some adult themes that could definitely land us on Santa's naughty list. So just be prepared for that. All right, well, let's get on with the show and start things off with our festive fun fact. Well, hello, my holiday elves. It's Pride Month. It's also Leon Day. So happy Pride again and happy Leon Day. And if you don't know what Leon Day is, it basically means that we are officially halfway to Christmas. That's right. June 25th is the official marker of the halfway period to Christmas. That means we're officially six months away from Christmas and it falls during Pride Month coincidence? I think not. Lots of things exciting in the month of June. Now, like last year, I wanted to put a pride spin on our festive fun fact. So in this episode, and with permission from Mrs. Nesbitt to review a book on my own, uh, I wanted to review the adorable Christmas children's book called The Christmas Truck, written by J.B. Blankenship and illustrated by Cassandra Bolin. I cannot handle how much I love this book, all right? Before I get into the story, I kind of want to mention a little tidbit I found out about the author, J.B. Blankenship. He grew up in the mountains of the Appalachia, and sadly, he was bullied so much that him that his parents made him transfer schools every year with the hope that bullying would end. Uh, sadly, it didn't. However, he actually came out at the age of 13, and that is amazing and huge respect um, for that. He has traveled the world and is still writing, and he spends his time volunteering with an organization called Sit, Stay, Read. It's a Chicago-based literacy organization that brings therapy dogs into struggling public elementary schools, and the kids read stories to the dogs about dogs, and then they help them write their own stories, which honestly is so beautiful, beyond touching. You should check them out. I can't gush about this book enough. The first time I read it, tears all right it's just such a beautiful story the story centers around uh, a child who has two fathers one he calls papa and the other he calls dad and what's what i love first off about this is that we get to experience uh, get to experience this child's excitement 
for Christmas. We get to experience their joy of getting ready for Christmas. And so we see the family decorate their house. They go get a tree and they drive around looking at Christmas lights, which is super cute. And then, then the family goes to the uh, town center where their town Christmas tree is. And the town tree is loaded with Christmas wishes of people who are less fortunate. And so they let the child pick out one of the Christmas wishes, which turns out to be for another child uh, named Michael Clay. And all Michael Clay wants is a toy fire truck and clothes. In fact, most of the wish list is clothes, and it's so sweet. So the family goes, and they pick out the gifts, and they find the perfect fire truck, and they wrap it up, and they place it by their tree, and he says, you know, it's it's from uh, Papa, Dad, and me, and it just, ah, uh, I teared up. It's so sweet. Then they spend Christmas with their family, and they have some oyster stew, which is something I've never heard of, but it's something that the author had as a kid. And during the meal, their Christmas tree actually falls over, crashing onto the gift for Michael Clay and breaks the toy fire truck, which just devastates this child because all they wanted to do was be able to give a gift to someone and experience, uh, make sure that they experience a, a happy Christmas. Grandma saves the day because she's a retired firefighter. Who knew? And the next thing you know, the family is driving to Michael Clay's house in a decorated fire truck. It is a beautiful story. It is a beautiful example of a beautiful family. And it talks about a lot of the true meanings of Christmas um, in a way that children can understand. Um, oh, there were times throughout this little children's book that I teared up um, because I think it's so beautiful. And everyone that I have given a copy of this book to also feels the same way. It is uh, one of the best uh, LGBTQ plus children's Christmas books I think I've ever seen. And there's not that many out there, but this definitely is at the top of the list. And what makes it even better, not only is there a beautiful story, but also the illustrations by Cassandra Bolin really bring to life the joy, the, the, the sadness, and again, the even bigger joy at the end with the, with the child and the family. It's, it's such a wonderful book. I will have a link to, uh, to the Amazon page in the show notes, but something I want to let you all know is that the book has been translated into Spanish, Dutch, German, and Italian. So it is clearly a must have. The hardback version is a little expensive. So, you know what you can afford, but the, but the paperback is good. Paperbacks is pretty cheap. All right. So you could definitely do that. I think this is a great gift for any family. So you could definitely uh, spread the joy around and make sure your local library has it. Do you know of any other children's uh, LGBTQ plus Christmas books that we can feature on the show? Because I would love to hear from you. Um, I would love to make sure that we continue this tradition every year on the show. So please let me know. You can either reach out on the Gabbing with Gayson Facebook page, or of course, send us an email at keepingtheyuletidegay at gmail.com. Well, the sounds of sherry being poured lets us know it's time to head back to the Christmas kitchen for Mrs. Claus's tasty treats for your holiday fun times. Cheers. Hello, dear listeners. I'm so excited you're back in the kitchen with me once again. Mm. You know, we've only got six more short months away from Christmas Eve. Happy Leon Day! 
Ooh, and of course, happy Pride Month. <laughs> I'm very giddy because I might have already had a couple sips of sherry, but that's all right. Listen, for today's tasty treat, I wanted to teach you a delicious cocktail that can be enjoyed in the summer or the winter. And I... I've got a special guest to help me make it because he's the one who taught me how to in the first place. <laughs> so please welcome the one and only Old Man Winter. <laughs> well, first off, you know I'm not that old. Just a couple of eons. <laughs> Listen, thank you so much for inviting me on the show. You know, I've been listening to it since its premiere two years ago. That's right. We've been on now for two years. <laughs> you know, we should be cheating that. We, we've got to get... Um, listen, my cup is empty. I'm going to pour a quick swig of sherry, and then and then we'll we'll toast it. We will. Here we go. We got to... Oh, there we go. All right. So, just cheers to Gieson and the show. Mm. I tell you, every time it gets better and better with Sherry. Listen, anyway, all right. Back to why we're here. Two years is wonderful, but we want to make a cocktail. All right, so we're going to talk about it. Now, this cocktail is called Old Man Winter's Frozen Coconut Cocktail. Mm, what a great name. But here is the ingredients you need to make one. All right, this is just for one drink. But, you know, do what you got to do. You just double, cripple, quadruple everything. It's fine. So you're going to need two ounces of vodka. Mm, we're starting it strong. <laughs> two ounces of Malibu rum for Gason. One ounce of blue curacao. Two ounces of coconut water. Mm, yes. A fourth cup of crushed ice. And two ounces of coconut cream. Mm -hmm. This is going to be very coconutty. It is. Now, you don't need much for this, okay? You just need your blender and a martini glass and measuring cups. That's what you need, all right? All right, no. I've already got myself some sherry and, and uh, old man winter, or as I like to call you, Ted. Ted, you've got a cup too. You've just, we've got some sherry for you as well. Yeah, it does. All right, I'm ready. This is my favorite part of the show. That's right. Step one, we always toast with our sherry. So get your sherry. I'm going to top it off. All the way to the tippy top. There we go. Okay. Now, uh, we have to cheers ourselves. So this time we're going to say happy pride, everybody. Happy pride. Happy pride. Wonderful. There we go. Okay. Oh, you dribbled. Listen, don't worry about what I'm doing over here. I'll clean it up while you're talking. Now, uh, let's. I'm going to let you talk about it while you're cleaning up, apparently. All right, listen. It's a very simple recipe. All right. All you have to do is take all the ingredients and put them in a blender. So first you take your ice. We've got our ice in there, all right? Then the next, you gotta get your ingredients. 
all right? That's all you got to do. And then you mix it together. So you got to put in your vodka and your Malibu and your Curacao and your coconut water. That's it. Don't put the cream in. Wait for it. All right? So let's get mixing. Hold on. Let me get out this big, this is the biggest bottle of Malibu I've ever seen. My God, woman. That's so much. So that's a lot. Well, it's pull, I put a little bit more in there than two ounces, but that's okay. That's all right. Nobody's going to be mad about it. It's Malibu, for God's sake. Then I got to put in my, my Curacao to give it that blue tint. So I'm pouring it. I've never done exact measurements before. But she said I needed to, so I was going to pour a little more in. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. All right, hold on. Got to get put vodka in. We finished the bottle of the vodka. What a shock. She's got more. You're kind of messy in my kitchen, but it's fine because you're a guest. It's okay, lady. It's fine. All right, now I'm put, I'm put some more in of this coconut water because that does give a little extra taste. All right. Here we go. We got to turn the blender on. Oh, listen, it's going to get loud. So, you know, we'll be back. It's beautiful. It's a frozen, beautiful cocktail. It's so pretty. All right, now there's one more step, right? Yeah, you gotta put your, your cream of coconut in it. So, remember, we need we need the cream of coconut. It's, it's the kind you get at the store. I don't I don't go to the store. I use magic. But listen, doesn't matter. So you're gonna use two ounces of cream of cream of coconut. So, I don't, I've never done all this fancy measuring before. But here we go. She's making me. It's like I gotta squeeze all. Oh, that looks not like coconut. That's all I'm gonna say. So we're gonna we're gonna squeeze all that in. And you gotta pour it into the mixture. Alright? Pour it all in there. Guess what we're gonna do? Well, we're gonna blend again. That's what we're doing. All right, it's gonna get loud. So we'll be right back, cause I know how she gets. Okay, well, where, do you wanna say it? No, dear, it's fine, you're already there, okay. So, first of all, I just want to talk about the color again. It's beautiful when you mix in the cream of coconut. It gives it a nice wintry blue. <laughs> okay. Now, I've got to pour it in my cup because we said we only made enough for one. Oh, it's beautiful. Now, there is a thing you can do uh, if you want. You can uh, melt 
some white chocolate, all right, and put it around the glass. Give it a good rimming because everyone loves a good rimming. Yeah, we do. I know I do. And put it around the rim of the glass and then sprinkle some coconut flakes or, or dip it in the coconut flakes and then you give it a little bit of a, of a chocolatey Christmas deliciousness, okay? You don't want to make it in the summer that way because the chocolate obviously is going to melt. But, you know, we're not going to do that today because it's in the summer. But you can do it that way. Oh, now, listen, I wanted to cheers. But you've, we've only made enough for one. But don't worry. I'm magic. I'm all man winter, for gosh sakes. Hold on. I'll just make one out of thin air. All right, let's, let's cheers, queers. These glasses are beautiful. Here we go. Mmm. It's so delicious. It's so good. I'm, listen, my dear friend, I'm so excited you were able to come by today. I hope you'll come back soon. Oh, listen. I already told Gason I expect me on the show more now. You know what? He's a damn delight. When you had Ned bring him up to my ice palace, you know, he didn't even need a parka. He said he liked being cold. And then I made him this cocktail because I know he likes that Malibu. And he said he can't believe it. He's never had it. Well, that's fascinating to me. And I said, well, you know what? We're best of friends now. In fact, he even invited me to come down to his pride celebration that he's having where he lives in the States. You know, I haven't visited the States in so long. I just do my magic for winter up here. Yeah. So I'm getting ready to head out, go there now. I gotta leave. I can't even stick around and hang out. Oh, I'll be there too. <laughs> he invited all of us down. We're going to a pride party and I'm so excited. Listen, I've got to pack too. You know, we've got to go incognito so nobody knows who we are, which is, a, which is really a shame because we want to promote the podcast. Anyway, listen, we've got to chug these down. That's right. So hang on. I'm going to do it. Because I'm a classy dame. Mm. All right, here we go. Let's, let's take it back to the 100s. Oh. That, mm. <laughs> That's going to be a brain freeze for sure. Oh, okay. All right, well, until next time. Oh, my. <laughs> it's going to be a fun flight. Listen. It really is. I'm going to say your tagline for you. Until next time, happy taste, happy, happy, what is it? Happy treat tasting. Welcome back to another classic or not so classic Christmas special review. This time just with me. Normally I have a guesty bestie on, but I wanted to make sure that we gave you a short review this time so you could get out to your pride celebrations and just listen to our little show as you're heading over there and try to get the whole episode in in that time. Uh, for this episode, we're going to review the 1949 cartoon short, Snow Foolin'. Uh, now, if you have bought any Christmas cartoon DVDs or combo packs or found Christmas cartoon DVDs at like your local dollar store or something like that, typically Snow Foolin' ends up in those collections because it is uh, public domain, right? The rights were lost and so now it's public domain. This was a part of a series of cartoons that took place in the 
you know, in the 50s and the 40s. Um, and the, what they did is they took popular songs, combined them with famous studio voice actors to create sing-alongs for the audience. And in this one particular, the song that has the focus is Jingle Bells. These were created by Paramount Studios. This one specifically was written by I. Klein and directed by I. Sparber, which I don't know anything else they do because they literally just put their first initial. Now, this cartoon is about six and a half minutes long, so it is, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty good sit through. Um, it's not like a, a three-minute cartoon or anything like that. And I will have a link on the show notes uh, so you can watch it on YouTube as well because the one that we have linked is six and it says six and a half minutes but really it's like six minutes and 20 seconds or something but there were a couple voices in this specific special uh the first voice was jack mercer who you may recognize as the voice of the original popeye the sailor man cartoons sid raymond who voiced baby huey the cartoon baby huey about the giant chicken in a diaper and uh, our podcast, one of our podcast's absolute favorite voice actresses of the day, one and only Mae Questel, a.k.a. Aunt Bethany in the uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, as well as the voice of Betty Boop. Um, there were a group of singers that were used, but I didn't find anything about who they were. So like I said, I just want to give you a short review of it. We open up on a rabbit tearing off a page uh, on a calendar nailed to a tree because we are in a forest. And the rabbit realizes it's December 21st and says, oh, it's the first day of winter. And suddenly snow falls out of the sky. Now, not like a snow shower or even, uh, um, you know, flurries, like legit chunks of snow fall out of the sky and cover the rabbit. Uh, suddenly a bear and a fox and a skunk, all in shorts, run across the screen to a cabin that's labeled fur storage so they can put on their fur, which is kind of cute. Uh, however, the skunk and the fox end up mixing theirs up, and the skunk is uh, laughing because he likes this the fox's fur. It's super cute. There are a ton of cutscenes in this cartoon because there's not really a plot. Uh, it's just a bunch of animals, not necessarily animals you think would be in the forest, but a bunch of animals just having fun doing various winter activities. And honestly, it could take forever for me to go through the whole thing. So I just kind of wanted to hit the ones that I really enjoyed. Uh, first off, there is a snowball fight scene between some cats and mice. And the cats are definitely winning. Uh, however, the uh, mice end up winning because they feed an elephant. Right? We're in the forest. Elephants are in the forest. Okay. I'm not judging. Uh, they feed this elephant giant snowballs in its mouth. And then they smack it with a paddle on its ass. And then it shoots a snowball out of its nose, like literally a cannon. Uh, it's, I don't know, it's really funny. I, to me, it was funny. I don't know. Uh, there's another scene where there's an alligator. Yeah, just random animals. An alligator ice skating, and uh, it crashes into a tree. And when it crashes, it literally turns itself into a complete set of luggage. But the luggage is still skating around on ice skates. There is a set of hippopotamuses. Hippopotami? I don't know. A bunch of hippos bobsledding down a hill, racing another mouse. And then my, honestly, my second favorite part of the show is a hen pushing a sled full of a dozen unhatched chicks, and she's singing Jingle Bells. And the hen is played by May, of course, you know, Aunt Bethany. And as she sings, the chicks all start to hatch on different notes. And then one of them does not. And then she says, And how about you folks joining in and singing this merry old song? Just follow the bouncing hen fruit. Yeah, she called it hen fruit. 
All right, which I totally forgot about. And from now on, that's how we should all call eggs. Eggs should be called hen fruit. Um, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't I like the word fruit. And hen fruit is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Uh, <clears throat> then we get our song, Jingle Bells, as you follow the bouncing egg, which towards the end of the song turns into a walking snowman and then eventually into a one-horse open sleigh driving across. Now, there are three verses to the song. So they really do the whole Jingle Bell song. It's a little long for a cartoon, in my opinion. That's a really long song. Most people just hear Jingle Bells a couple times and we move on with our lives. But they went through the whole thing. And we get to the part where even where they pick up a woman for a ride and get a kiss. It's a little weird, not going to lie. Um, but here's how they talk about it. <laughs> married now which is great and all but i don't know you could ask for consent i'm I'm not comfortable with the line she didn't seem to mind did you give her the option to say no i don't know it's the one part i don't like about this cartoon uh the cartoon ends with a turtle running uh walking around asking if anybody wants any hot coffee and he hears a bird up in a tree say yes and he opens his shell to reveal that he has an entire coffee selection and a coffee pot and he pours her some coffee and we get to my favorite quote of the whole thing is the turtle asking the bird, I thought all birds flew south for the winter. Get your hot coffee. Oh, one coffee, please. One coffee, coming up. Uh, I thought all birds spend the winter in Florida. And that, my friends, is Snow Foolin' without a G. Snow Foolin'. Um, This is very old school animation. It's hand-drawn. It's hand-animated. I love it. Um, I love that style of animation because it definitely takes me back to being a kid. Um, I really didn't notice any gay or hidden gay characters. There could have been some in there, but I don't think I was really looking so much this time. Also, I do want to say that a lot of cartoons, especially these older ones, had some real hardcore blatant racism in them. I didn't see anything in this one that I felt was could be deemed as racist, but maybe somebody else will. I maybe just wasn't seeing it and I wasn't aware. Um, when I think about like how many rainbow candy canes would I give this special, I have to give it a three, and I don't think it's a special. I mean, it's a cartoon. I give it a three because it's more of a winter cartoon. It's not Christmas, and Jingle Bells is hella long, um, and it could have been shortened. Um, but again, I mean, when I tried to answer the question to myself of, is this a classic or not so classic, like special or cartoon, I have to say it's not so classic because it's not something I seek out year after year. However, if I'm watching one of my, you know, Christmas cartoon collab DVDs where they put them all together, I will watch it. I do sit down and enjoy it because like I said, there are a couple parts that make me laugh, um, but it's not something that I'm going to seek out and watch year after year. I have to actually remember to watch it. So, um, well, listen, if there is a Christmas special that you would like us to review, you definitely need to email us at keeping the Yuletide gay at gmail.com and we'll add it to our list next month. We'll have another guesty bestie back, uh, to, to really look at and see if there's a, another classic or not so classic special. Just when you think the show can't get any 
worse. <sighs> it's time for Naughty Ned's white elephant gif suggestions. I'm sorry. Hey all, it's me, Gason. Ned is out planning the annual Pride Parade at the pool. And uh, he had his cousin, Naughty Nate, join us today. So, hey Nate, welcome to the show. Hey, Well, that wraps up this month's episode. Happy Pride Month again, everyone. Happy Leon Day, but more importantly, happy Pride Month. Uh, please remember to be out there and celebrate and uh, remember that, you know, you don't have to come out to celebrate Pride. It is okay to come out when you are ready. And uh, don't forget that if you need more Gason in your life, you can listen to my other podcast, Gabbing with Gason. All Pride Month long, we have been talking about different types of identities. So you can definitely check out those episodes. They've been uh, a really good, fun, and uh, honestly, um, mind-opening uh, discussions about different identities. So check out Gabbing with Gason on almost all podcast apps. And of course, you can find more information about the show and uh the other shows that I'm on at gabbingwithgason.com. The first Noel, oh Christmas tree, we wish you a Merry Christmas, bring a torch Isabella. The 12 Days of Christmas and Silent Night the Disco Edition are all provided by freexmasmp3.com. Other music and sounds used in this episode are the properties of the individual copyright holders, and they're honestly just used for purposes of commentary and review. No infringement is intended. <laughs>